welcome back to The Dad Chronicle. I'm your host, I'm Alex Albisu. This is episode 59. Today's episode is going to be a little different. You're likely used to hearing me talk about ways that I've overcome some of the challenges when it comes to fatherhood that I've experienced. And you've likely heard a lot of stories from other dads who have overcome whatever challenges that they have faced as parents. Today, I'm going to share with you a story. This story is part of a podcasting competition that I've spoken about on this show. The podcasting competition is called America's Next Hot Podcaster. This was a really uh, heartfelt week for me. If you guys are staying current on the submissions for America's Next Top Podcaster, uh, you heard me uh, share the story of how I overcame the grief of losing my grandfather, Francisco Albisu. And so I wanted to take a moment, and I got permission from Brian Ibbett to share this on uh, this show, The Dad Chronicle. So instead of sharing uh, the, the normal stories of fatherhood this week, I felt it, I was compelled to share Frank's story with you guys. If you guys aren't listening to that competition, I wanted to make sure that you guys had an opportunity to hear what an amazing man, my grandfather, my abuelo was. I hope you enjoy, uh, just to add some context to this podcast my partner in the competition, Amy Frost, and I agreed on this as a topic. I did all the writing and voiceover. Uh, Amy did all the editing, so kudos to Amy Frost for her work on this. And uh, again, this is kind of from the heart, so I hope you guys do appreciate it. And I will uh, avoid any sort of tail off from this uh this podcast that you're about to hear so you know just as a reminder if you'd like to listen to other stories of fatherhood you can visit the dadchronicle.com if you'd like to write in and provide any uh thoughts on this show feel free to email the dadchronicle podcast at gmail.com now here is my submission for the storytelling podcast challenge on america's next top podcaster you can visit america's next top podcaster.com to hear all the episodes so far. We Carry On, a series of stories from those who have persevered through their darkest struggles. This week, podcaster Alex Albisu talks about the power of overcoming grief and celebrating life. I'm going to tell you a story about Frank. Frank was a Cuban-American immigrant who fled Cuba shortly after the revolution, and this was the early 1960s. He risked his life to escape with his wife, he had a two-year-old son, and they left with no money and only a few personal belongings. The government even threatened to kill him and his family for leaving. They eventually made their way to America, where he planted roots in Virginia. Frank worked two, sometimes three jobs at a time to make ends meet, and family was always his highest priority. And even though his body may have been in tremendous pain from all of that work and he was suffering from lack of sleep, he persevered all for his American dream. More and more of his family followed in Frank's footsteps, fleeing Cuba to the United States. They wanted to start a new life as well. He eventually opened up his own food distribution service. He realized financial freedom that he had no idea existed. He achieved his own American dream. Frank is the epitome of a great American immigrant story. I tell you about Frank because he's my grandfather, Francisco Albisu. Growing up, I wanted to be just like Frank. I loved working in the kitchen with him, watching him and 
learning how to cook Cuban dishes like ropa vieja and vaca frita. We'd make fried plantains, mango smoothies, and Cuban coffee, all from the produce that he would bring home from work. And I learned to appreciate great food. I even went to work at his food distribution company during the summers in high school, and it was really hard labor, physical labor. Unloading and loading hundreds of pounds of food, and even as a small skinny kid, I was able to hold my own. And one of the things I remember most was how everyone respected El Viejo, as they call him. And that translates into old man. And they didn't just respect him because he was the boss, but because even as the old guy, he was doing all the grunt work of tearing through these pallets of food by himself, taking calls from lifelong customers to place orders, and he didn't even break a sweat. I admired his stalwart dedication and his work ethic, and I wanted to carry that through my life. I wanted to be a leader like him and lead by example. Frank is one of the people I look up to most in how I want to live my life and achieve my own dreams. I've inherited his entrepreneurial spirit and his drive, his work ethic. He sacrificed everything to give his family a comfortable life and never complained once about how hard he had to work to get there. He supported me in everything I ever did in life. He was one of my biggest fans. I'm the oldest grandchild on my dad's side of the family, which is the Cuban side, and I have fond memories of a video that my dad put together of all my relatives providing words of encouragement and pride and love as I began my journey towards my college degree. And one of the things that Frank said to me in that video was, Pie en tierna, Alex, pie en tierna. And that roughly translates to keep your feet on the ground or go get them. And, and that deep baritone voice and his words of encouragement echoed through my mind every single day. So it was August of 2006, and I was on my way home from class. This was my freshman year of college. Frank called me, and he delivered devastating news. He had been diagnosed with ALS, or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, commonly referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. If you don't know what that is, it's a progressive neurodegenerative disease, and it affects the nerve cells in the brain and the spinal cord. I was in shock, and I didn't know how to respond or deal with it at the time. I refused to believe that the strongest person I've ever known was going to die. Like, that was impossible. I was sitting at the kitchen table trying hard to have a conversation with him. This was a couple months after his diagnosis. And he had a lot of trouble talking or forming sentences due to the deterioration of his muscles and his nerves, especially in his cheeks and his tongue. And at that point, I desperately wanted to learn as much as possible about my hero before he died, to learn more about the Cuba he grew up in versus the one he left. He would do his best to talk about some of his favorite stories about growing up in a poor farm town and finding the love of his life in La Havana, my grandmother, participating in a tumultuous and controversial revolution. And he even gave me a coin. It's a Cuban peso that he always kept in his pocket to remind him of what he fought for. Over the course of the next seven, eight months, I watched one of the strongest people I've ever known literally wither away to nothing. Slowly, I watched as he lost his ability to walk, to talk, to eat. I watched my hero die a slow and terrible death. And in April of 2007, this was on Easter Sunday, my grandfather was finally released from his husk of a body. He was no longer suffering. 
But my suffering, my suffering didn't end. I had a lot of trouble getting over the fact that Frank wasn't going to be there anymore. He wasn't going to be there to watch me be the first person in our family to graduate college. He wasn't going to be there to see me get married to my high school sweetheart. And he wasn't going to be there to witness me becoming a father and succeeding in life. It killed me that he wasn't going to be able to witness the fruits of his labor. It took me a long time to accept that he was gone. And I tried being strong for the sake of those around me until one day I broke. And it took me a couple months, but I broke down to my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, Deanna. I cried. I cried hard. She and those around me helped me realize that, you know, it's okay to mourn the death of your hero. And just because he was always stalwart and never wavering, that doesn't mean that he didn't break down too. It took me a while to realize that. My family often talks about how proud Frank would be of the life that we're all living now. And I'm tremendously blessed by the sacrifices that he's made for our family. For the opportunities that he gave his son, who's my father, to live a prosperous life and pass that on to me. And now, in turn, I have an opportunity to pass that on to my daughter, Aria, his great-granddaughter who he'll never meet. I was able to grieve and come out on the other end of that grief with the love, the support of everybody around me. And I often think about his sacrifice and how that's given me a reason and ability to celebrate all the things that he taught me to be passionate about, like good food, good music, family. I've learned to channel that grief into celebration. So remember to celebrate those who have come before us and never forget their sacrifices. For me, it's easy to take life for granted. I'm so blessed. But when I need to recenter myself, I pull out my wallet and I pull out that Cuban peso. And I remember the impact that Frank had on me and for all those who will come after. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.